Today on the Snail Trail 4x4 podcast, Tyler talks about geese and gatos, and Jimmy gives the recipe for pink panty droppers. Snail Trail 4x4 is brought to you by Best Line Racing. Best Line Racing has a complete lineup of performance additives for your engine's needs. From our oil additives to our fuel treatments, we have you covered for your hobby, tow rig, race car, or your daily driver. Check the show notes for your Snail Trail 4x4 discount at bestlineracing.com. Beat time. Welcome one, welcome all to the Snail Trail 4x4 Podcast. If you like going off-roading in Toyotas, wrenching on Toyotas, camping in Toyotas, and maybe even poking a little bit of fun at Toyotas, and of course, hearing about how easily wheel studs break (laughs) on RAV4s, then this is the podcast for you. That's right, ladies and germs, my name is Tyler. I will be one of your confidants this time evening today morning uh, maybe it's like 3 a.m when you're listening to this because you just can't sleep at night and uh, the other voice the smooth silky sultry voice that's going to be helping put you to sleep this evening is the one and only mr jimmy jet himself jimmy how are you i'm doing great tyler how are you uh, i didn't ask for barry manilow i asked for <laughs> jimmy <laughs> i was trying to get that seductive smooth voice that's gonna put everybody <laughs> lull everybody to sleep oh man you're dropping all the panties out there right now uh, <laughs> so uh have you ever heard of a drink called pink panty droppers no okay um i guess there's a few ways to make it okay. but the way that we've always made it was uh you get a 12 pack of a light beer okay and a fifth of vodka okay and then um one of the like pink country time lemonade containers and you just <laughs> okay. mix drop you mixed all three of those com- like as is <laughs> and was a college staple and, okay or you know it was one of the drinks at my house at, in college and i went out to a wedding then now a few years ago but they had pink panty droppers on the <laughs> on tap <laughs> on tap <laughs> on, at the at the bar and i was like that's really that's really a weird I'm, I'm item to have on the, on the menu at the wedding. <laughs> well, it's great for all the, the single people out there at the wedding, right? Yeah. It gives them hope. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a fun, it was fun. Cause they had, they made more than they, than we were consuming and they were literally handing out pictures of it at the end of the wedding. <laughs> That's funny. And I was, did they give I was you little to go boxes? No, <laughs> no, no. I ended up. Maybe I shouldn't admit this. <laughs> Let's just say I ended up in the limo before the bride and groom got in there. <laughs> Did you surprise them? Yeah, they were, were surprised. Were <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so I'm concerned because oh. I can, I can understand the, the vodka and the pink country time lemonade, but why would you mix Coors light in there? Is that just, to add the college effect I don't to know. it. I, that's <laughs> how I learned how to make the drink. Interesting. Okay. I uh, I went somewhere else one day and they had that they had like it on the menu at a restaurant or something uh-huh. and I was like 
how are you guys making this? And they said something completely different. Interesting. And I was like, oh, that's not the way I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know how to make it. Make it. Oh, that's funny. Well, cool. What a great start to this show. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 133. You're already off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be another show of where we talk about everything and yet nothing all at the same time. Yeah. I was listening <laughs> to the Mike and Max Offroad podcast, mm-hmm. um, who is great. And if you guys haven't gone over there to check them out, go check them out. Mm-hmm. But their latest episode was like 30 minutes long. And it was pretty much it started like, yeah, we haven't done shit. So uh, we're just going to kind of talk for a while. And I hope you guys they, have a great time. Did they just talk? <laughs> the whole time about how great their ball shaver is no, uh, no. right yeah that was the, the, the shaver in the yeah. background yeah i remember yeah. that no they were talking about uh max excuse me mike has a um mouse infestation at his house and so oh, he nice. was uh talking about how he went into f- full-on like hunter mode to get this <laughs> mouse out and he got and they found out that they have two mice and he got one of them and uh-huh. uh, the other one's still around so nice he doesn't have a cat I or is his cat just lazy? Yes, yeah, probably both. <laughs> so speaking of uh, off the rails and cats, okay, uh, we have a squirrel who is now taken to teasing um, the cat, teasing through the window. and taunting our cats through the window. Nice. And he was sitting out there for about half an hour this morning before I came over to the recording studio. Oh, geez, um, just sitting there, and he had a, a nut in his mouth the whole 30 minutes as he's just sitting out on the very end of the branch, like 10 feet from the window <laughs> taunting our cats and our cats would take turns sitting up in the window. sill, <laughs> and like funny. one of them kind of chirps at really? the, at the squirrel. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. But, um, I was like, Oh man. And so I went outside to get some pictures thinking that it would run off and it just sat there and started taunting me. Like it would just look at me and start chirping away at me. And uh, I was like, man, you're a brave little squirrel, man. I would have grabbed it. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Made a hat. Did you ever catch one of the uh, ducks? No, you did it. <laughs> Speaking of catching animals. No, I never did. <laughs> okay. And what's funny is I Good, then so I don't carried, owe you 20 bucks. No, you don't. <laughs> okay. We, uh, where were we? We were at uh, Meadow Lake yeah. with, uh, with wheeling wine and whiskey. Yes. And you bet me 20 bucks. I couldn't catch this little duck. I came damn close. You came close a lot of times. I almost <laughs> like there was these like ducklings uh-huh. that couldn't fly yet, uh-huh. but they could run super fast. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, when they got them on land and I tripped, um, like trapped them up on land, I was able to like run them down uh-huh. and I ran one of them so fast that it like tripped <laughs> and it fell. And oh. I had to do evasive maneuvers not to, to step, step on, on this duck and hurt it. Like I didn't want to hurt, like the goal yeah. is just to catch it. You yeah. know, I don't want to hurt it or do anything, you know, but yeah, I almost like I had to like jump and lean and veer and move it like in odd direction and contort my body just not to hurt this little baby duck. <laughs> but what's funny is then, uh, like a week or so ago, mm-hmm. Uh, we were out at uh, Lake Natomas. Okay. And um, I bet the assistant's daughter that she couldn't catch a, um, a Canadian honker. Oh, really? Was, yeah. And <laughs> Those she, things can get vicious. They can, you? but they had a li- seen a little six-year-old, seven-year-old run after a Canadian goose for 10, 15 minutes was pretty funny. That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Nice. We've uh, been out at uh, my old house walking the dog, and there was a, a Canada goose that was very territorial. Oh yeah. And he, he 
would chase you down if you got in, in his territory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Yeah. The, um, the assistant said that these are Canadian geese. They, they're the nice ones. They'll run away. The American geese are the ones that will fight uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> these ones run away going, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Boy, are Sorry. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Do they hold the door open for you, too, as you're going no. into the restaurant? No. All right, well, cool. Um, yeah, there's uh, 19-ish or stuff. 10 minutes of uh, <laughs> gatos and ducks and yeah. pink panty droppers. <laughs> Name of the episode right there. Uh, so cool. The Yeah, today, this is Thursday's episode. Yes. Uh, Thursday of the first week of October. Ooh. Ooh, we didn't do we, the... We need to do the giveaway. We need to do the giveaway. Uh, should we pause yep. recording? Yep. All Let's right. do it. Hang on. We'll be right back with the, the announcements for the giveaway. And we're back with a winner. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Because we know how to run a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know oh, what else man. we need to do? What? We need to do our patron birthdays. Oh, we need to do patron birthdays. Okay. Pause. Tell us about. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about the giveaway. Okay. Who won? Yep. While I figure out the the, the birthdays. birthdays here, and we'll see if we can make this work. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations, Myers. We'll get in contact with you through Patreon, or if we can find you on Instagram, we'll do that too. Um, you won the Best Line Racing um, additives kit. Not exactly sure what's going to happen there. I'm sure um, Perry's just going to send you a package with a bunch of stuff in it. So congratulations for that. Um, and then coming up this next month, we have the recovery kit from uh, Dobinson's, but also donated by Stellar Built, who was uh, when he came up to the shop was cool enough to bring one of those up for us. So we're super excited to give you guys some recovery gear as well. This is something that everybody could use if they're just an overlander, day driver, or a rock crawler, you know, or whatever you you do, you can uh, definitely use some recovery gear. I've I've seen Priuses do some pretty cool things with recovery gear. Just FYI, yeah. yeah. So I carry that massive massive <laughs> the huge one freedom for- rope <laughs> yeah. in Clifford. Yeah. Cause I've noticed the, <laughs> it's the only thing that would be able to use it or yeah, might need it. I mean, you, you can't use it on a lightweight rig because it doesn't, it's not heavy it enough. It's not, it's not dynamic <laughs> yeah. enough. Right. So yeah. you try and use it on like a, a four to 5,000 pound vehicle and it just acts like a regular toe strap. It doesn't act like a, a, a cur. Right. <clears throat> So we'll have to play with that one day. Yeah. So, all right. We got birthdays. We have some birthdays, some snail trail birthdays. All right. We have a lot. Do we? Uh, Yeah. And it's because uh, October is when we opened up the, the, the gift box tier. Oh, last year. Oh, right. And so just a reminder, the gift box tier is open this month for the month of October. Uh, Once we get those shipped out, we'll actually be able to tell you guys what is going to be in those boxes. Yeah. But we want to make sure that everybody receives them before we announce it. Exactly. And uh, we, we, we did something really fun with these boxes. Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, I'm excited about them. Yeah, we just out, have to shout out to Brian Murphy. Totally. And that's all we're going to say right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have everything in, uh-huh. I believe, uh, I, 
designed up or laid out the box so mm -hmm. I knew what size box that we needed to order and that's mm -hmm. uh, pretty much the last key that's coming in is uh, the shipping I'm waiting for the shipment of the boxes so then I can yeah. ship out the boxes yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um, yeah so we're, I'm excited about that cool how big is your box it's 12 by 4 by 9 nice that's a good size box man <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's cool. No, the boxes are going to be really neat. I think the boxes are going to be uh, like uh, almost a prize in and of themselves. I so. hope so. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we have October is open. You have until uh, midnight on Halloween to get into the gift box tier. And so that's what all these people did last year, 2019. So we have Nan, Nan Nguyen. Nan. 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 Nguyen, Nan. 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 I never know Nan. how to pronounce your name. Nan. I apologize. Nan. But thank you for the chairs. <laughs> yes. Thank you for the chairs, buddy. <laughs> uh, we have Charles Martinez. Hey, Charles. Hey, Charles. Happy what birthday. You doing? Happy birthday. Stephen Prince. Nice. Tyson, Mr. Kentucky boy. Welcome back. Welcome back, Tyson. He's no longer at the bottom of the uh, giveaway list yeah. now, I've noticed. Yeah. For some reason, Fergie Fab is showing up at the bottom now. I wonder why. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Tony. Tony Thompson. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. Happy birthday, buddy. We have David Somley. We can't say ha thank you to every single one if we have a long list. Sure, we can. Mike okay. Minge. Thank you. Thank you. Scott V. Thank you. Who's a local guy. Scott. Oh, sweet. He likes to go fishing a lot and he's, he's slowly been getting addicted to rock crawling by building a fishing vehicle. Sweet. <laughs> so, uh, hi Scott. Uh, congratulations on your birthday. Uh, Leonard long. Sweet. Hi Leonard. John Bodette. Different hey, John. from the, the John Bodette from the, was it the motel six commercials? Yeah. We'll keep the light on for you. Hey, I'm John, but never mind. I don't know. Uh, Robert Gutzman. Hey, Robbie. So he has not written in yet about the Ackerman angle and the caster. Oh, he must um, be behind. He must be behind. But we also just, uh, we were a little late launching that episode. Whoopsies. Uh, Carlos, Carlos Marquez and. Hey, Carlos. Dave Wiles. Thanks, Dave. And David. Thanks, David. That's all we got. There's no last name on David. So everybody named David out there. Congratulations on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys. It's a huge, um, uh, it's, it's really cool. A lot of those were the gift box tiers. There were some giveaway tiers and a couple five dollar, the community tiers in there as well. Um, but all of the support that you guys give, uh, goes right back into the channel. So, you know, we, we use it to make stickers, swag, um, we use it to make it get some really cool Christmas tree sound boards, uh, do some really fun things with the gift boxes. So make some tokens, make some tokens for the, uh, treasure hunt. Uh, so it's going to be really cool. I, I really like the direction. Everything's moving right now. And literally it, we wouldn't be able to be moving in those directions without you guys. So thank Agreed. you guys. Happy birthday to all the October birthdays and congratulations to Meyer on winning that best line racing kit from the September giveaway. Uh, so yeah, hope you guys get in for the October giveaway, get in for the gift boxes. And I think that's all the updates we have on yeah. the patron front. Yeah. I know that we've had, um, three, I think three people move up from the $10 tier to the $20 tier. Nice. So that's pretty yeah. exciting. That'd be fun. Those are then I, the boxes are a lot of work. <laughs> they're a lot more work than I thought they were going to be. <laughs> I actually enjoy it. <laughs> nice. I enjoy the like 
I, I think I really enjoy the act of giving, right? Mm-hmm. You know, more so than the act of labor of okay. finding products and contacting vendors and, but and begging for discounts, begging for discounts and <laughs> yeah. figuring it out. Yeah. But the, I like the final product and I like the hand it out to people. You know, I think yeah. it's a, that's a lot of fun. I agree. It, it makes it the, the end reward is seeing the excitement and the, the, entertaining value, entertainment value mm-hmm. on the patrons faces and, and their posts and their feedback that you guys email and yeah. uh, talked about on the, on the Facebook page for the patrons. So, right. I yep. agree. I do not know how I, I just don't get it. How people can, how the companies can do this monthly. I don't either. <laughs> I'm, I'm really confused. The only thing I can come up with is that they have, they're really, really good at creating a lot of connections with a ton of different companies and saying, Hey, what do you got on clearance? That <laughs> what do you guys have yeah. overstock of that you need to get rid of? Right, and that's the only way I can think of that they're doing it. But I'm like, man, it's it's a lot of work. It is, <laughs> and yeah, I know that. I mean, I know a few of there's a few off road boxes and a few other gearhead boxes out mm-hmm. there that just do it monthly. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, like <laughs> I think they pay a lot more. Yeah, you know, because our the way that we have ours laid out, just so uh, all the people that are thinking about going up or moving into that tier, um, we take ten dollars of that tier and use it towards the giveaway, and then we use ten the other remaining ten dollars we save it for the end product of the gift box, mm-hmm. um, and we the goal is to you know use that money that you guys have donated to us and then turn that into uh, a box uh, that's a value of $100 or more. Mm-hmm. So. so you're essentially paying 60 bucks yeah. into it for a $100 value box. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in a way, you're actually paying, you're kind of paying in like 45 to $50 because we allocate $10 for shipping. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so for, and yeah. I think the gift box this time is over, it's like 115 bucks of value. Nice. Yeah. So it's got some really cool items in it this time. It's not mm-hmm. as many small items. I think yeah. we've done more small items in the past, but there's some, a couple of big items in it, uh, three or four big items that are some pretty cool stuff. That I think everybody will appreciate. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Cool. So those are the gift boxes. Make sure you're signed up for it or bump up your tier, whatever you want to do before the end of the day, October 31st. That's when we're going to cut it off. um, It'll probably be before midnight, just so everybody knows. (laughs) It's going to be one of the last things I do before I go to bed. So if you have to get in before that. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Let's see. I don't think there's too many other updates, right? Uh, we have, oh, iTunes reviews. Yeah. So did, uh, our, our last reviewer get in contact with Uh, you? They did. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, there was, uh, there was more to that review. There was. Do you want to read the whole thing? Not really. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought it was funny. It made me laugh. Yeah. Um, it was a bit harsh. Don't, he, didn't think? He's a very abrasive personality, but he means well. That's how he shows people that he cares. Oh, really? It's kindergarten rules with him. This is where we need George. We need to hire that guy already. Right. Okay, so here it is. You okay. ready? So let me just preface. The one I was reading, when I started reading this on the last podcast or yeah. two podcasts ago, um, there all it had was three more dots and it didn't allow you to open it or expand oh, really? it or anything. Yeah. From <laughs> okay. what I was reading it off of. Interesting. So they supposedly, uh, the, um, where are the app that I was reading it off of only let, there's only, only so, many so many characters, characters that let you too. do it. So, it's like when it said, 
but knowing this guy, yeah, that's exactly how he could have ended it. Oh, totally. <laughs> it, it like it totally ended like in the perfect spot to, right. to so, do that. So the three dots actually meant there was more, mm-hmm. which is usually what it does. Mm-hmm. But there was no me. way to, but there was more. no way for me to actually view more. That's funny. So, uh, yeah. So the, the review is best, um, podcast and things of that nature. If you, if you like clapped out Toyotas, overheating Toyotas, breaking windows on Toyotas, and maybe even blowing out cylinders in Toyotas, and especially hearing about how awesome Toyotas are on the side of the highway, then this is the podcast for you. This is a great informational podcast. Once the listeners chime in with corrections and you can tell it's very funny because Tyler always laughs at his own jokes. Favorite podcast out there, Snail Boys. Keep it up. Hope this gets Google wet for you. The Google juices you see. I was considering giving the show two stars because you don't even talk about snails. <laughs> the North Bay brand ambassador. <laughs> so, uh, thank you. Thank you for that review. There's the full review. I thought it was entertaining. Made me laugh a little bit. Made me giggle a little inside. <clears throat> got got the ju- Google juices going. Um. um. You're Happy. holding, you're withholding <laughs> comments. I don't, I don't have a comment. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Perfect. All right. So we got the review update there from, uh, our kindergartner North Bay brand ambassador brand ambassador. There you go. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. And, uh, following along with Google juices. Oh yeah. I got to play with a third member. Ooh, Wait, did you, oh, did you pull Bobcats? I did. Nice. Yep. How does it looking? Do we want to go there now? Yeah, let's go there now. I think we're okay. done with all the updates. Let's get into what we did this weekend, all the, the fun crap we got into. Yeah. Um. So I pulled the rear third out. Okay. Um. And swapped it out with another 529. Uh, this one was a Detroit okay. uh, locker instead of a 529 spool. Mm-hmm. And, um, it actually is. I think there's more of a backlash in the the Detroit one. <laughs> okay. Um, but the I just had it was still had the same problems, like same exact at right around sixty to sixty five. It started vibrating, interesting, and carried all the way up to when I took it up to seventy five to eighty. Yeah. And then when I got that high, I actually put it in neutral, and well pushed coasted. in the clutch, mm-hmm. coasted, and it was still vibrating, and put it in neutral and let out the clutch, and it was still vibrating. So. It's not up above the drive line. Yeah, it's so. not a. It's not above the drive line. It's not the third member. It's not. It, I mean, I really don't think it's your wheel bearings. Those were brand. They're, they're only brand they're a month old, maybe. Yeah. Uh, your your housing isn't warped. Not that we know. But if not it the, is, it's minuscule. It's minuscule. We can pull the shafts out. We can pull yeah. them out real easily. I did, I did it when I was working on the third member. Yeah. I pulled the shafts out and put them right back in, and it was no problems. Yeah. Uh, I, it's got to be U-joints, man. Yeah, I know. It has so, to be U-joints. So anyway, so I'm not going to... I'm not fixing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is pretty much what the conclusion comes down to, because I'm going to put in the two-piece drive line, which is going to mm-hmm. change the pinion angle anyway, mm-hmm. which... Um, so by after doing all this, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's got to be the U joints or it's got to be something that's up with the drive line that's, you know, just not balanced right or there's an issue. And so yeah. I'm going to just do all the work to change it out the, to the two piece line and readjust the angle of the pinion and go that way instead mm-hmm. of spending more money on a drive line that I'm really not going to use in a month or so. Yeah. So I'm curious, did, uh, does Becky have a rear drive shaft? 
Um, I don't know. I'm sure. I was gonna say because you you have two other trucks right now, Becky and Samantha. Yeah. Uh, Samantha's drive shaft was a carrier bearing, right? A two piece. Because it was the two wheel drive. I'm wondering if we can just take. I don't know where bed Samantha's line is. It might be in the, it's uh, I think it's in the bed that's outside, but it was a, I think it is a two piece and it was um, very thin. Okay. But um, I, I don't, I think I have Becky's drive line on the shelf. Let's say I, I've, uh, I, oh, I zip tied up to, um, it's zip tied up to the shelving, I think. Oh, and that's um, right. There is a drive shaft. I up think there. it also has two U joints. Okay. And so all the work to adjust the pitman angle, uh-huh. I would have to take those shims out because yeah. U joints are supposed to be parallel to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and the CV or the double carton helps eliminate that. Well, you have to point. The drive line needs to be in line with the pinion. Yeah. That way. So I would have to pull those apart again. Which, yeah, we can do. It's just undoing the U bolts and dropping the axle a little bit. Yeah. To pull the shims out. Yeah. But and, and undoing the center pin. Oh, you have to pull the center pin all the way out. Yep. Oh, that's annoying. Yep. <laughs> Cause the center okay. pin goes through the shims. Oh, I see. So the center pin goes through the shims and then it, it, it flan- uh, nuts or bolts the shim onto the leaf pack. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. I thought those shims were just, kind of placed there Spacers. and the center pin went through it into the no. axle. But. No, because the, yeah, the, you know, the pin has the head on it yeah. and that head part goes into the, the hole <laughs> in the spring purchase. Uh-huh. I set that one up, but, uh, good job. Thanks. So, yeah, so I'm not that it's all that much work. I'm actually getting pretty good at that, you know, because <laughs> I've done it now twice in yeah. the last month or so. Um, it's not that bad. It's I mean, just, it's, it's easy to do. It just takes time. Yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of to the point where it's like, does it even matter? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm going to be changing it again anyway. Yeah. So now, well, I'm almost at the point now where I'm like, I just want to know what the hell it is. Yeah. Like I'm kind of there. We've spent so much time trying to figure it out. Now it's like going to be a waste if we don't figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, we'll know. Yeah. After we, if I do, when I do the swap, the axle, change the pinion angle, um, ch- put in the double, two-piece drive shaft, and I don't have a vibration, we'll know that what was the problem. Well, we'll know that the problem got fixed. We don't know exactly what the problem was, though. Uh, <laughs> I would be safe to say that it was the drive shaft because okay. I, for the most part, I'm because my pinion angle is correct right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe even, I mean, I'm within one degree. Yeah. Um, and so changing the rotating that drive shaft or the axle when I put the two piece in is only just putting the pinion angle at the correct position. Are you going to use the uh, same shafts axle shafts? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was going to use the swool third member mm-hmm. and the same shafts because mm-hmm. those have the disc brake setups on them. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I'm really doing is changing the housing Yeah. and I'm cutting off the spring perches and rotating it so that it'll be a good alignment for the drive shaft. Gotcha. So really I'm just swapping the drive shaft and in the meantime, I'm adjusting the yeah. rear axle. Gotcha. So okay. it's yeah. not the only real difference is I'm going to change out the drive shaft. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Then yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, 
So, but I want to do a few things to the rear axle while uh-huh. I'm at it. I want to uh, put a thicker plate on the bottom side of it. Okay. Well, cut out a chunk of the axle or the housing and weld in a thicker part. And I want to truss it. So you're going to get rid of the drain plug. Yeah, okay. I'm going to get rid drain of the plug drain delete. plug. Gotcha. Um, I might figure out a different, because it's going to be rotated so far, I might figure out a way, a, a special kind of custom off way to drain it. I'm mm-hmm. not, because the way that the front is done is uh, the two bolts. I have two bolts where the bottom studs should be. Yeah. And you can pull those bolts out in and your it'll third drain member, in the third, third member. Side, yep. And this one will be, I think it's going to be up at like a 25 degree <laughs> angle. <laughs> okay. And so... It's, it'll drain a lot, but it won't drain fully. fully. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm kind of curious how, like if I need to make a drain plug on the backside, yeah. like a custom setup that you way. You might have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that'd and be I fun do, though. I do also have the big filler plugs from Stider, spider tracks those are nice. that I want to put on. I wish um, I had those on my axles. Yeah. Cause right now my, uh, fill plugs are, they're stripped. And I can't get them out, so I would have to like weld a socket or a bit into them to get them to come out. You weld a nut on it, because then you don't ruin your socket. Okay, whatever. But um, either way, I'd have to weld something to it, but because of my backbone truss on the rear axle, I can't get to the fill plug anymore with a welder, right? Yeah. So I need to put a filler in the top or just get new axles. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So what, um, while we're talking about that, why did you, what are we talking about Kermit right now? No, we're talking about axles. Okay. Um, axle talk, but I going to trussing. Okay. Why did you trust the backside of your axle compared to the top? Uh, because I wanted to keep the top open in case I three linked or four linked to the rear or something. And then that would give me the option to add brackets and everything on the top of the axle, um, in, in a clean environment without having to work around a truss. Sure. So that's why I went with the backbone truss rather than a top truss. Got it. Is there an advantage that you know of to have besides like space available packaging packaging on Mm -hmm. the top? Uh, You know, is there an advantage to strength from a backbone to a top? Because you would assume like if I'm going to bend an axle, I'm assuming it's going to bow up or bow down. Mm -hmm. We'll probably bow up like a smiley face, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. not both like uh, the way I see it, yeah. like, you know, it's protection for the back Boeing, not mm-hmm. top to back, but it is additional strength for up and down too. Yeah. So I don't, I wonder if there's like, if it's more strength, if you add it on the top compared to the back or if it's just, if it's equal, I would imagine it just depends on the, the truss design and the bends in the mm-hmm. metal because the bend in the metal is what gives it structural rigidity. Yeah. So if you have a bend, you know, if you, if you have a, say a triangular truss on your backbone and so it's like coming out to a straight point on the end, that's not going to be as uh, bend resistant vertically as if you, you would need essentially another bend on top or another bend on bottom. So it comes out almost like a Pentagon pentagonal and right. that would give it more structural rigidity to resist a vertical bending. Hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, my backbone truss has four, three or four bends in it. Right. So it, it gives you really good structural rigidity. I also put it on the back to help protect the, the axle, um, from hitting on rocks. Right. And you know, as a back, if I'm backing yeah. up kind of, thing. I want to put some, I'm going to add a guard there yeah. as well. That's yep. my goal. Um, so there's, I've got a few things that I'd like to do to the axle mm-hmm. before I actually swap it out. And I'm thinking about, um, 
just doing the same exact thing to what the axle I'm going to drop underneath Samantha. Oh, like yeah. while I'm doing this, I might as well <laughs> just, just do, do it to both. Them, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, and make a little series out of it, like building the strongest rear Toyota axle in yeah. the world history of yeah. <laughs> Toyota axles or whatever, you know, the ultimate penultimate rear Toyota. Axle. Yeah. The <laughs> ultimate eight inch. <laughs> oh, oh, eight inches. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, so when are you getting IROX? <laughs> when, you, when are you going to get some 3950 IROX for Never. Bobcat? Yes, you will. No. What if somebody donated I, you a set of 3950 IROX? I would gladly accept. <laughs> okay. I, I appreciate and I like the performance factors of IROX. Mm-hmm. I don't like the overall appearance of them. You're crazy. I Bobcat looks so sexy right now, dude. It He's, does. <laughs> It does. And I don't, it's not that it's like, yeah, they look, it looks good on big tires. Um, but I, you know, we kind of talked about this off air a while ago is that the IROX are round. Yeah. Like there's no square corner edge of the sidewall. You're such and a square. I know. <laughs> and I actually like that sort of appearance of okay. like, a, and I don't even know, I might not even be a better for off-roading, you know, I'm not sure. Like, and if you air down, is it even airing down as much if it has a hard corner on the yeah, tire? You know, I'm not know. sure how that works. You know, I know the air, the IROX air down great. I know they balloon out well. They perform excellent in sand and well, in snow and rocks. I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure how. I'm sure they do just as well in sand because snow. Um, they're a phenomenal tire. It's just the balloon aspect of them. It's not, I'm not a fan of <laughs> that's funny. Cause I never really thought about that's might be the aspect. I really like about the looks of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as somebody else wrote in saying, uh, cause you sent out the picture with, uh, your, uh, your Toyos on Kermit, yeah. the 37s and somebody responded and was like, Hey Tyler, why don't you run these 37s on your forerunner instead of the, the 3950 IROX. He goes, I think it looks a lot better. And I was like, are you kidding? That looks terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the square look. And I think that's what it comes down to is the, the, the squarishness of the tires. Yeah. I don't and know I, what it is. I don't like that look and, and you do. And yeah. I don't, and I'm wondering if that also translates to vehicles as well. If I end oh, up I'm liking sure. more rounded off vehicles than square vehicles, but like, I really well, like the look of square vehicles as well. I don't know. I, yeah, I like the, I mean, I'm a f- huge fan of the first gen mm-hmm. pickups as mm-hmm. the, you know, all the listeners know. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, we're all, and we're all allowed to have our own personal opinions. No, right? you're not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't know, but I think like the Maxxis Trepidors, uh-huh. badass looking tire Dude, yeah. and they're square. They are square. Right. And I think that the, um, the new, the Nitto MTs, are okay. really cool tires, and those are pretty damn square. What do you think of the Sticky Mickey's? Um, the the new crazy uh-huh. tired one. I'm, those are pretty damn square too, as really? far as I know. I think they're. More I don't rounded. really like the tire appearance, though. Mm-hmm. I think it's way too aggressive. Yeah. I, for like for driving on the road, I yeah. don't know how it perform. And we both drive our rigs on the road. Yeah, like every rig, I think I'm. I don't have any plans in the near future of building a trailer queen. Gotcha. So. I, I still need road performance. Those tires are also super loud. Yeah, they are. And the Toyos, <laughs> the Toyo tires are not. They're not. They're very they're quiet not. compared to Irox. And they're IROCs are a, loud tires. A very 
good tire. Uh-huh. I've, I'm actually, I've been happy and surprised with that, the quality of those tires mm-hmm. and mine are low to range E. Yeah. Which is stiff sidewalls, stiff <laughs> sidewalls and heavy. Yeah. Um, and we are talking to Ori and he's, he loves the Toyos 83, Ricky Bobby, 83, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> and we were talking to him and he said, I love the Toyos and he gets low to range C and says they're absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not, I, I mean, I have a set of pro comp forties in the shop. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm going to probably set those up on something Yeah. soon. Um, but I say, if you don't use those when my eye rocks wear out, I might be buying them <laughs> <Right>? off you <laughs> for as long as I've had them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think when it comes down to tires, I'm thinking I'm going to, well, I'm going to be running the pro comps next mm-hmm. probably. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I, yeah, I don't have any plans to buy, um, some IROX. IROX in the new future. Whatever. <laughs> now I will take your rims off you. Nope. 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 I'm keeping your those. wheels. Um, keeping those. I yeah. specifically decided on the new axles I'm going to put on Kermit because I didn't want to buy new race signs. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, although, you know, my race signs aren't really that much used yet. I could probably still get a pretty decent price mm-hmm. selling them used and then get some eight lug race signs. Yeah. If I wanted to go with some Dana sixties or something, but, mm-hmm. uh, I think I want the, uh, the, the land cruiser nine and a half inch axles mainly because of the diff clearance. Oh, I don't really? think, I don't think I'm going to have as heavy of a rig on the forerunner on Kermit, um, to warrant needing Dana sixties. I know that the Dana 60 shafts, the axle shafts are a little bit thicker than land cruiser shafts. Uh, but I mean the, the ring and pinion, a Dana 60 is nine and three quarters. Yeah. Uh, the land cruiser is nine and a half. Right. With a, a 32 spline pinion. So I don't think I'm going to have any issues with the ring and pinion compared to a Dana 60. No. Uh, the big difference would be the outers. Uh, and the axle shafts and the axle shafts aren't a huge difference between the, the land cruiser axle and a Dana 60. So really the big difference would be the outers. And, um, I just don't think I'm going to be putting, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to get to a 7,000 pound rig. Right. If I was going to get into that wheel hard, I'm a grandmother. I'm a grandma when I wheel. I mean, (laughs) the thing is like you've survived or you've had eight inches surviving with your 39 fives. Oh, Okay. What I've, I've survived with eight inches my whole life. So it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, you had an 8.4. I did have an 8.4 at one time. Um, but you know, the, you, and you haven't busted ring opinion. You haven't busted one of your shafts. Um, and so going up to a nine and a half mm-hmm. is, you know, and if you continue to wheel the same, mm-hmm. you're, that's going to be plenty strong for you. Yeah. Although I'm going to have a three, four now, so we'll see. That's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see if, uh, I end up like with the 22 RE, I wasn't even able to spin out the tires if I wanted to on a trail, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with the three, four, I'll be able to, and I'll, I'll be interesting to see, um, how that works out. If I end up doing that more yeah. on accident or if I'm able to control it just fine. Right. Yeah. Um, that'll be fun to see. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah. So speaking of a three, four, okay. Uh, Ori 83, Ricky Bobby. Uh, had, uh, as of last Saturday, he had the three, four, the R one fifty transmission. Uh, I had to get a new front case cause my front case was a forward shift. Cause that's what you have to do with dual cases into a W 56. Yes. 
apparently in order to go into the R one fifty transmission transmission, you have to have a top shift. Oh, yeah. okay. So, uh, uh, he had to swap out my front case for a top shift case yeah. and he rebuilt my, my transfer cases or at least the front case. Cause he had to do the 23 spline input onto it. Sure. Into it. Uh, and then my rear case. So he had the engine, the transmission, the front case and rear case all hooked up together, sitting on the floor next to yeah. Kermit. And it looked good. Looked pretty good. It's <laughs> that was the first time throughout this whole process that I started getting like super, super yeah. giddy. So. You uh, posted a photo about it mm-hmm. and it looked, it was, it's pretty impressive when you see the whole lineup of everything. It's funny how, yeah. you know, the Wheeling Wine Whiskey guys are like, hook up all the torques, you yeah. know, like reach, <laughs> yeah. reach behind your seat and shift. Yep. You know, I, I, I kind of wish we could have just thrown another case in there. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, dude, if I had another four, seven case. Yeah. Or I wonder Just another if 2.28, another 2.28 would, would put me up at, uh, let's see, 230 times 2.28. So I'd put me 600 to one. Yeah. Roughly. That'd be insane. That'd be fun. That'd be so stupid. Uh, yeah, I really, <laughs> <laughs> right. I would never use the 600 to one other no. than just to show off or piss people off or right. something. <laughs> uh, like you can start wheeling it down the Rubicon and hop out and go mm-hmm. drink a beer with your buddies and then take five steps and jump back in your rig. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I like it. The thought never occurred to me to add a third case into it until I saw that picture. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's too well, late now. Yeah. And you'd have to completely rip apart your center console. I know. And like which the, I'm not, the, I'm or not. you would have to lift the the little uh, center console <laughs> to shift your to last. Shift your, your, that'd your be lever. funny. Put the shifters in there, the four wheel drive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, I was I was like, oh, I kind of wish I had planned that out more and and tried to find thought about putting in a third case because I totally would have done it yeah. if I had thought about it beforehand. But anyways, I didn't. So I'm going to be, you know, just one of the regular peasants with two cases and wah, wah. 230 to one. We have one of those. <laughs> what? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to be a peasant. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh man, if only I had thought about it. Yeah. So I don't think I can do it in Samantha because I don't think I have the space. I don't think you do either. You're, you don't Samantha. Is an extended cab, right? No, it's a single cab. Oh, it's a single cab. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You need at least an extended cab to do three cases, <laughs> right? <laughs> I could do double four sevens. Well, I don't know. Marlin's truck is Marlin's a crawler That's is a true. single and he's got triple cases. Huh? I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it. I almost <laughs> never ever use like the four seven and the 2.2 at the same yeah. time. I just use it pretty much to just go down really steep things to control the descents. Yeah. Yeah. And even it's like only crazy obstacles all shifted Mm -hmm. down. And then sometimes like soup bowl, I'm not, I do with the four seven because I need the kind of the wheel speed. Yeah. So, yep. Um, so anyway, so that's Kermit. He's, he is going to be, I think put all together by the end of this week. That'd be awesome. The problem is that Offroad Solutions has not delivered the wiring harness yet. Oh, bummer. So we're literally just waiting on a foot of wiring with plugs on either end to plug the computer into the chassis harness. Oh, geez. <laughs> that's all we're waiting on. And I think by the end of this week, that's all we're going to be waiting on. And and then once that shows up, we'll plug it in and we'll be good to go. That'd I mean, be awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. And we put a lot of research and and 
thought into all the different parts we were going to need. So I'm hoping that we did it well enough. That's going to be a one and done at the referee to get it smogged. And if it's not, then I have a year to make any repairs before smog is due on sure. it and the registrations due with smog. Okay. So I'll have a year to pass the referee essentially. So we'll, we'll going to give updates on all of that. I think what we're going to be planning on doing here is when we go to pick up Kermit, uh, from the engine and everything being done, we're also going to sit down with Ori and talk with him about the whole 3.4 swap and engine swaps in general mm-hmm. and kind of what he does give his background. Cause he does some really cool stuff. He's, yeah. he's involved with a lot of different types of automotive right yeah. industry. So we're going to sit down and talk with him, interview him for a little bit and talk a little bit about engine swaps. And that'll be a Monday episode coming up here soon. Yeah. I think that's so, a great idea. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, what else did you do this weekend? Do you have other stuff? Uh, this last weekend I had a, it was a really random time. Uh huh. Um, I was, we were in talks with the Rover guys okay. about, you know, what they were doing and they had mm-hmm. a group kind of going out to Prairie city. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but none of our Rover guys that we know are going out to Rover or to Prairie city. Yeah. At time I said Rover city. Um, and then, uh, Don, um, <laughs> was having a barbecue down in his house and uh greg was trying to get me to go down there and you know hang out with the rover people and i was like ah dude i don't want to get the cooties and uh, (laughs) you guys are contagious you know it's it's not a good idea it's like getting the clap yeah and rover clap (laughs) (laughs) the the rod knock yeah (laughs) um, yeah, and so and it was the assistant and i and we didn't have her daughter that weekend Mm -hmm. um and so we kind of were like and it was super smoky yeah right and so it was really bad on saturday yeah and we're like i don't we don't really want to go to a barbecue outside Mm -hmm. and we don't really want to wheel around at prairie city in the smoke Mm -hmm. and so um we kind of just google searched like the smoke levels Mm -hmm. and we found out that like tahoe area was pretty clean yeah pretty clear yeah and so we're like well let's go have lunch in Truckee. nice yeah and so (laughs) we drove up to Truckee, and on the way i remembered that one of my friends from college, um, Brian was headed up that way ah. and 50s closed. Yep. So everybody has to go up 80, 80. and then come down 89 if you want to get to South yeah. or something. And so I was like, I wonder where he's at. Because yeah. usually they go up 50 and go hang out in South Lake. But since 80 was closed or 50s 50. closed, mm-hmm. excuse me, I was like, I wonder where he's at. So I gave him a ring and he's like, yeah, we're in Truckee hanging out. I'm like, dude, we're on our way up. And he's like, come <laughs> over here. And so... We went over there and they actually went to this bike park because they're uh, big mountain bikers. And the bike park's f- awesome. Nice. I've never seen a bike park like this one before. It's if, not uh, like a skate park. I wonder if B. Reynolds has been there. I'm sure he has. Yeah. This place is rad. There's like four levels. Uh, <laughs> like they get harder and harder and harder. And like you can start off at like the little baby pump track or you can mm-hmm. work your way up to like some big sloping ramp jumps. Okay. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I was gonna, I had sandals on and like, I didn't have a helmet or anything. My buddy's like, you want to ride my bike? I'm like, yeah, I do. I really do. But, um, I'm not really another broken collarbone. Yeah. I'm not really prepared. <laughs> like, like just a tire wise yeah. to go bombing down a, you know, a gnarly trail with sandals. Yeah. Um, or a helmet or, I mean, I'm sure I could borrow his, but yeah. And so we hung out there for a while. And then, um, when we all were 
going to be departing um the assistant and i went out to lunch mm-hmm. and uh we went to 50 50 brewing which is a pretty okay. sweet little spot and they have some cool beers and they have a really good like um porter or stout i it's one it's a porter or a stout i can't remember which one and it's um barrel aged in whiskey barrels Ooh. yeah and the one he brought us out so i'm a huge fan of basil hayden yeah and the one that he gave me a sample of was ba- a basil hayden barrel oh interesting with it. and i was like i want this and he's like we don't have any more in bottles i'm like uh, i want to buy the keg can i <laughs> <laughs> and he started laughing i'm like how much is left in that keg yeah how can i buy it yeah you know and he's like oh you're serious yeah no you can't <laughs> like Aww. And so he's like, but they had Booker. They have Booker's, um, a barrel of Booker's that they put the stout or port in. I can't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I bought a bottle of that. And then they had one that was a salted caramel. I'm not sure that how it works. That doesn't sound good I know. in a beer. I mean, in a port well, or a stout. Yeah, so I bought it anyway, so I want to try that. <laughs> okay. um, and I haven't opened them up yet, so I was going to, I, I want to try them soon. So I, we did that. We hung out. The food was phenomenal. I had a... Um, what is it? Uh, ahi BLT. Okay. Sandwich. Um, and the assistant had some pizza and, uh, and then after that we went back to my buddy's cabin, hung out. We went down to the little lake that they were camped by, um, or at cat, the cabin was by and hung out at the lake for a while. We went back and had some beverages and ate dinner and then we drove home. Nice. And it was all rant, like none of it was planned. I, I was going to say, because I thought you were going to Prairie City yeah. um, to get the, the Rover uh, rod knock going on. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, no, I'm in Truckee. I'm in Truckee. I was like, what? What did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Prairie City's the other way, Jimmy. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> it's off the highway I couldn't get to. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I had... I had real, like, I didn't really want to go because I was like, no, like, what is there to do? What's to go on? And it's just, sometimes it's nice not to have any plans and just to go and let kind of life take you to whatever it's going to happen. downtown Truckee. Oh, it's so much fun. It's so, it's so cool just to be, just go for the day. So downtown Truckee and Murphy's Mm -hmm. uh, over in the Arnold area, Murphy's, Murphy's um, downtown Murphy's. Both of those are like if the secretary and I have a day off or an yeah. afternoon or something, we'll just go up and roam around yeah. those two downtowns. Downtown Nevada City is pretty cool too. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why you took me there once mm-hmm. when you got your, what was it, the tea? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That was funny. I went out. We went to that. I went to go get some special tea. The special tea at yeah. tea. Special tea tea. Tea tea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's a fun spot. And they do a really cool Christmas um, mm. event where they like light up the whole entire downtown. They light yeah. the, all the buildings are lit up and they uh-huh. do like an old, like real, like people dress up in like gold country minor outfits. Or no, I was uh, going to say Christmas-y? more of um like, I don't Almost. know, 1800s attire. Okay. And when people, everybody's walking around and then you got these people dressed up in some like old school attire walking around. <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> nice. So, Have yeah. you been up to the uh, empire mine? No, you asked me that last time when yes. we were going through there. I've never been there yet. That place is really cool. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they're open for tours and whatnot right now. Okay. But they are. It's a, it's a really cool place. It is the largest, second, third largest, something like that in the nation. Uh, gold mine. Oh, yeah. And so it's all closed off. They've they've it's not being actively mined anymore, but and it's all filled in with groundwater now. Oh, wow all the mines, all the mine shafts, but they have a scale model of the entire mine in 
the museum. Okay. And it literally, it's, I mean, the tubes of the mine are about the size of like a coax cable for our microphones kind of thing. Sure. And it fills up this entire room pretty much. Holy it's crap. It's massive. And it's, so it's really cool. If you get the chance, if you're ever in kind of the Northern California gold mining area up in like Grass Valley, Auburn, mm-hmm. Nevada City areas kind of thing, go stop by and check out the Empire Mine. Yeah. It's a pretty cool place. Well, speaking about just gold country, and I've kind of talked about it before with uh, the summer solstice uh, camping trips that I go on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Coloma, which yeah. is where gold was discovered in mm-hmm. California, is just up the road from us. And that has a really cool downtown area, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then certain times of the year, they do whole reenactments yeah. of what it was like back there in 1849 when gold was discovered. And they have like a blacksmithing shop, a quilting area, some farmers. They have like, and all the buildings things are really close to each other. So you can just go up there and walk around and see everything that's going on and how yeah. they're, what they did back then, which is, and there's a whole bunch more, but uh, it's a, that's a fun little spot as well. Yeah, I agree. I used to do a lot of uh, whitewater rafting mm-hmm. right there on the South Fork of the American river, which is the the river that gold yep. was discovered on at Sutter's mill. And uh, one of the things I would always do is as we were going by Sutter's mill, floating by, I'd kind of point it out to everybody and be like, so yeah, that's Sutter's mill. It's famous for, uh, that's where the silver was discovered. And that's where, you know, <laughs> what started the whole silver movement to the silver rush out here to the West. And people would just kind of, some people would just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. And yeah. some people would be like, wait a minute. And I would, <laughs> I would just kind of sit there and let it kind of seep in and see yeah. who caught it. But yeah, that was, that was always fun. Uh, that's funny. But yeah, a uh, super cool spot. It's a, there's a lot of history uh, in the gold country mm-hmm. history up here in the, the Sierra Nevadas in NorCal. So uh, if you're ever in the area, stop by and check it out. It's a really cool place. Yeah. Awesome. What'd you do this weekend? <laughs> so I did a few things. I was actually busier than I wanted to be this weekend. Uh, I went up and did a ham radio contest. Really? Yeah. Okay. And this is the one. It's called the California QSO party. It's the largest contest in the United States. Wow. And the goal is, is for everybody outside of California to contact every County in California, right? Individual County. Right. And then if you're, if you are in a County in California, your goal is to contact all of the other 49 States. Cool. And some of the, the Canadian territories. Oh, wow. So, uh, we, uh, the, the whole goal, because the whole goal in order to get the sweep and kind of win the contest Mm -hmm. is to get all the counties, all the counties have to be represented on air. Sure. Right. Right. And so there's a massive, uh, contesting club here in California called the Northern California contest club, the NCCC, and they sponsor this, uh, contest each year. So it's kind of their responsibility to make sure that all counties are on the air. Right. And, um, you, there was a Glen and Tehama County, uh, were very low represented this year. There was like, I want to say like one or two people per County that was going to be on the air. And so what we did me and my uh, father-in-law, we went up to, uh, black butte reservoir, which is up, uh, North of Yuba city, um, kind of okay. up in the Chico area near there. Sure. And uh, we went to Black Butte Reservoir and found a little spot literally right on the county line road. So the road that splits Glen and Tehama counties. Oh, wow. And we set up a a canopy, Mm -hmm. a power generator, and this huge, massive antenna. (laughs) Yeah. And a whole radio station right there on the county road. 
and uh, contested for the day on Saturday. That's cool. So it was really neat uh, just to kind of be able to get out there and talk to people in Maine and the East Coast and Maryland, Massachusetts, yeah. Florida, had some Colorado's, Texas. We got almost all the states in a matter of the four, maybe five hours that we were on the air. Dang. Um, so it was kind of fun. And that's just like stuff that I like doing is so you got a sweep. We did not. Oh, we missed it by four states. Oh, bummer. But, uh, we got a lot of people that talked to us saying, oh my God, Glenn and Tehama were the two counties I needed left. And I found you guys. That's so cool. You just gave me the sweep for the, nice. the counties. Do you, were like, cool. you standing on one side and your father-in-law standing on the other so that you could be like, hold on, like, and then you could <laughs> like just on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the rules say that if you're within a uh, 500 feet of the county line, then you can count it towards both counties. So, oh, okay. so you just talk to somebody once they have to log it as two counties, but they can do it in one contact. Got it. And so I don't know how they write it down, but, or, but they just say, Spoke, a lot of other people didn't these, know how to write it down. These either. two people or this person then at On this time at, in these two counties. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so, uh, it was, it was fun, um, to be able to hear their excitement and be like, Oh, that's so cool to get those two counties. I needed both of those. And so it was neat. Um, and going out into the, the wild and setting up a, a radio station off grid. So you're yeah. under all your completely your own power, um, set up everything to be able to talk nationwide. Yeah. It's pretty neat. So did you have solar or generators or we had uh, a 4,000 watt generator. So four kilowatt generator, um, that we borrowed from Frank Yost. Oh, nice. <laughs> Thanks Frank. Yeah. Thank you, Frank. And we also had my solar panel and my new Jackery. Cool. Which okay. was pretty interesting to have. I, I tested it by the way. So I also wanted to report mm -hmm. on that. The Jackery, so the other one I had, which was the Rock Pals. Yeah. Uh, it was the similar equivalent to each other, right? 500 watt hour lithium ion battery packs. Okay. The Rock Pals only ran my fridge for 24, 26 hours, something like that. The Jackery runs my ARB fridge for 50 to 55 hours. Dang. Um, and that's all thanks to the regulated 12 volt out of it. Okay. So because it gives you a regulated 12 volt, you can, I doubled the life of the same battery pack. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, so that was really cool. The other really nice thing about the Jackery is that there's a, a flashlight built into it, which I was like, okay, it's kind of gimmicky, but we ended up using it as we were packing up at night because we forgot <laughs> regular lights. <laughs> That's funny. So we use that quite a bit at nighttime. And uh, the it gives you on the display readout of the Jackery uh, how much watts are being used as an output mm. and how much watts are being inputted into the battery. So how much you're recharging the battery at. Oh, that's so kind of cool. If you have it hooked up to a solar or to your vehicle or yeah. to an AC outlet, you can see what your incoming charge yeah, is. Yeah, and how much draw you're doing. And how much draw you're doing. Yeah. So you can kind of set it up to make sure you're not exceeding your incoming charge. Right. Uh, but or oh, you'll know if you are and you'll can do the math and figure mm -hmm. out how long your battery is going to last. Exactly. Yeah. And so with that, uh, it was a very overcast day and because of all the smoke, I mean, we had yeah. ash, we had ash raining down on us. We're a little bit closer to uh, Santa Rosa and Napa mm -hmm. up there where the, those big fires are happening right now. Uh, but the, with the a super overcast day, uh, it was still, I have a hundred watt solar panel. It was charging at about 30 Watts. Wow. Uh, and we were using the battery pack to charge two cell phones and we we're running a soldering iron for a while there. 
And uh, it, between the soldering iron, the two cell phones, we were only pulling 28 watts. Why did you need a soldering iron? Uh, because we needed to repair some coax cables and extend some coax cables. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, we we're and usually soldering irons because they're a heating element. Mm -hmm. They usually they draw, draw a, lot. a lot of power, mm -hmm. but for some reason, the soldering iron wasn't drawing a whole ton of power. That's I was cool. surprised. Yeah, but anyways, it was really neat. I'm so that's very, when you need the gas one. Exactly, you're right? out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, uh, but the uh, I was very impressed with the Jackery compared to the Rock Pals. Okay. So if anybody's looking at getting uh, kind of like a lithium ion battery pack for camping, uh, for anything out there just to kind of have an extra battery to run stuff off of, highly, highly recommend the Jackery over everything else that I've researched so far. Cool. Uh, but I'm very happy with it. Very happy with the way it runs the fridge. The fridge only draws at most 43 watts. Dang. Okay. So with the solar panel being a hundred watt solar panel, as long as I can get it in good sun, um, theoretically, I should never be able to drain the battery. That's awesome. Uh, so it'd be cool. Uh, I'm really happy about all that. I'm happy the way it's turning out. And I think that's going to conclude the fridge and battery pack saga for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's good to hear. I mean, mm -hmm. I know that you've been having that kind of problems or uh, trying to find a good solution for a while. Yeah. And I think that this is uh, this is a decent solution. I'm now I'm sort of curious about like if we'd go out and it's a nice, beautiful, sunny day, uh -huh. and you have your um, your solar panel, battery, and fridge set up over by the camp uh, table. Uh -huh. How hard is your fridge going to be working if it's in the sun? Absolutely. Um, you know, or are you going to have to find a place to actually kind of stow it away under a tree or something mm -hmm. that's not going to get a ton of sun mm -hmm. and see like even though you're your solar panel can do it, but can your fridge actually keep up with the heat? That's going to be a good question. So I think that's going to be the next test and that just requires getting out and yeah. doing it right. Well, and it requires, we're losing summer quickly here in California. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think I've said it before, but October is our swing um, month where mm -hmm. we, at the beginning of October, we have hundred degree heats. And by the end of October, we're, you know, it's snowing. Yeah. So, um, you know, <laughs> we, and we actually, we might get snow this weekend. Yeah. They're saying, yep. which is, uh, incredibly awesome i think so I think it's incredibly awesome but i'm incredibly sad because that means barrett lake is definitely not opening the rest yeah. of the year and i didn't get to run it this year yeah i both of us didn't run it this yeah. year it's sad we can go hike it oh we, yeah we can hike it mm -hmm. that'd be cool yeah yeah it's open to hiking uh you just mm. can't drive it once the gate closes got it yeah but uh, yeah, so that's a, that'll be fun. I think that the fridge, when it comes down to that, there's, there's really good insulation jackets you can get for the fridges mm -hmm. and the ARB fridges. They're expensive, but from what I've heard, they're definitely worth it. If you're going to keep your fridge outside of your vehicle. Okay. Uh, or inside your vehicle without the vehicle on kind of thing. Yeah. I have a few Jeep friends that will mm -hmm. run those because they're not running the cab on mm -hmm. their Jeep, you know, and the, the fridge is more or less exposed to the elements out yep. there. And so yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if you could just wrap it in tinfoil. That might work. Just give space, <laughs> give a little air insulation spot know. in there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, tinfoil and then like some asbestos and then some <laughs> tinfoil. Be yeah. good. Put some lead in there too. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Well, asbestos was, um, have you ever, you've seen World's Fastest Indian? No. -uh. No, you've never seen that huh. movie? Huh. Oh, it's a great movie about, um, and I've, it's the guy uh, the, from Silence of the Lambs. What's his name? I don't know. I haven't seen that either. What? <laughs> yeah. He's, I don't do he's scary the movies. lead in Westworld. I haven't seen that either. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm living under a rock. Anthony Hopkins. 
Okay. You don't. <laughs> All right. Well, the, the story for World's Fastest Indian is that there's a, a Kiwi oh. from the very, very southern um, part like of. The bird or a person? The, the person. Okay. <laughs> from the very sure. southern island, very south of the island. Queenstown. No, it's in like Intercargill or oh, something. Interesting. It's like the, one of the most southern uh-huh. cities. Uh, Queenstown on, isn't quite no, the so- no. most southern. And then um, he makes, he's designing up uh, an Indian motorcycle. Okay. And he's trying to get it to go fast. All right. And he, the town like make raises money for him to go to the Bonneville Salt Fats races. Ah. And so it's a, a story about him coming over to Bonneville Salt Flats and racing at the Bonneville Salt Flats. Nice. And getting a world record. That's super cool. It was. It's a phenomenal movie. Okay. It's um, called the and fastest. It's the world. I think it's called the world's fastest Indian. Okay. Um, it's a book. Uh-huh. Um, so if you don't want to watch a movie, you can read the book, which I obviously books are usually better because there's a lot more backstory going mm-hmm. on in them. But the movie is absolutely amazing as well. Okay. It's a fun. It's more modern. It's a fun movie. Um, Have you seen Ford versus Ferrari yet? No, I still haven't watched it. Either. Yeah. What keep, started me on the, the world's fastest Indian story? Uh, I don't remember. I had a reason <laughs> to tie it in, but I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember now. Rabbit holes. Uh, yeah, I still haven't watched Ford versus Ferrari because Corey said that he was going to be inviting us over and doing a barbecue mm-hmm. and a Ford versus Ferrari day. So I've been like holding off, not watching it. All right. But I really want to watch it. Um, but now I'm gonna have to add that one to my list. Yeah. World's fastest it's, Indian. It's great. Okay. I think I have it. Nice. Do you really? I'm gonna have to borrow it. Oh, you have it on a digital. I got you. Okay. No, I think I actually have it on oh, a DVD disc. or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's a DVD? Right. Uh, so cool. Not Blu-ray though. Yeah. Um, some other stuff I was up to this weekend was uh, I took Sunday and I needed to finish painting the rough stuff sliders for Gear Wrench Corey. So like it just takes so long to paint those things because you have to paint them, let it dry, do another coat, let it dry. And so you're waiting 20 minutes in between mm-hmm. coats and I don't have a way to hang stuff to spray them, to paint them. Yeah. And so I had to, you know, do coats and then flip it over and then do more coats. I couldn't do. Oh, bummer. So it took, it takes twice as long. Yeah. But anyway, so while I was doing all that, I decided I would catch up on some much needed maintenance on the RAV4. Okay. Because I've known that the brakes were something funny was going on with the brakes for like the past 5,000 miles. Oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> and I just haven't had time to sit down and do them. Right. And I was approaching 8,000 miles on my oil change over. Uh, I was at 7,800 over what you should be. No, just total. Oh, okay. uh, but I try and change my oil at 4,000 to 4,500 religiously. Mm. And so I was so almost double, double. <laughs> what I normally do. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was like, you know, what? I just need to sit down. I'm approaching a hundred thousand miles on the RAV4. And so I needed to just kind of go over and look through all the fluids and kind of do a good, spend some good time on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right. So I started pulling off the brakes and sure as hell. I, I put some new brake pads on it. Uh, uh, maybe a year ago, less than a year, nine months, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, they had really, really bad heat spots. I saw that. It's yeah. crazy. I was, and those are supposed to be like decent brake pads. They're not like the top of the line stuff, but they're supposed to be better than, than like your, your, yeah. your shitty ones, right? Your cheap ones. Sure. And they're they, the gold level, not the platinum. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so they fucked up my rotors. 
They did. They did. Bad. It looked like a record. It yeah, it looked worse than a record. <laughs> but yeah, it was I was I was amazed at the how bad my rotors actually were, the front rotors on that thing. And so uh, I pulled them off and I was like, all right, I'm just going to pull everything off. And I was thinking mm-hmm. about going and getting the rotors machined, but I've noticed over the past maybe a thousand miles or so, 800 maybe, that um, I started getting shimmying while I was braking, which usually means your rotors are getting warped. Mm-hmm. And once your rotors are warped, you can't really machine that out of them. Yeah, kind of, but not. Yeah. It never really works. They, it never <laughs> yeah, comes out great. So I just, I went down and got new rotors, new pads. Yeah. And I got just the, Smart. the basic rotors, but I got the good pads this time. <laughs> sure. Uh, but while I was going through and pulling everything off, I sheared one of my wheel studs. Thank you. <laughs> and so what, what started out as what I was planning on being a, a one to two hour job going through everything on the vehicle mm-hmm. turned into a six hour job as I had to drive around now and try and find wheel studs and figure out how I was going to take them out and put it, take the wheel stud out and press the new one in. I was like, all right, now I got to go up to Jimmy's and do it, but now I got to get the car up to Jimmy's with one less wheel stud on or pull the whole spindle and wheel hub assembly off of it and then drive that up in the Subaru and press them off and yeah. on and everything. And I was like, I'm just going to put it back on with um, with one wheel stud not there and just drive very, very gingerly. <laughs> so that, I mean, so you had four instead of five? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean... It's not, it's not bad. preferable, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's not, it's not terrible as long yeah. as you're just being easy, gentle on the brakes and not hitting any big potholes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the worst part about it is it's just not, it's not symmetrical. Yeah. And that, and that's the, that's where you get a little bit. The wheel will move a little bit just cause you're not having a symmetrical pressure all yeah. the way around the rim. So anyways, that's what I did and I closed it all up, buttoned it up and I was like, you know what? I'll just take it over to back up to the shop, the snail trail shop and, and use the shop press, do it right. And I brought it up to the shop and I couldn't get the axle nut off. <laughs> you think I was just that's just another the- problem? I don't know <laughs> because I literally, so I took the axle nut and uh, unstaked it. And then I tried pulling it off with the breaker bar and it wouldn't budge. So I put the breaker bar on the pro Eagle, (laughs) the floor Jack and jacked it up and it wasn't budging either. And it was getting to the point where I could see a bow in the breaker bar. And I was like, I'm going to break the transmission or I'm going to break your breaker bar. (laughs) And so I was like, I'm just going to back it off and see if there's another way that I can do this. And, uh, I, I Googled it. And turns out that looking at the whole thing, you can spin the axle so that one wheel stud at a time is cleared of anything behind it. Okay. So I was like, oh, well, I can just kind of put it in neutral, spin the axle so that wheel stud is cleared of anything behind it, punch it out, and then try and hammer in another one or something, press in another one. And I'll figure that out when I get there. <laughs> right. Sure. So I rotated it, punched out, and it just popped right out. And then I went to put the new one in. I was like, I don't really want to sit here and like pound on the back of it and on my, my, my hub assembly that everything is attached. I don't want to risk bending that. So what's another way to do it? And I was like, Oh, I can just put a nut on here and then suck it in by tightening the nut. Yep. And that's what I did. And it worked out 
beautifully. Awesome. <laughs> so, did it go? Did you suck it all the way in? Did you check mm-hmm. on the backside to make sure that it was fully seated? Yep. Cool. And uh, while I was doing that, I noticed one of my other wheel studs was not fully seated. Oh. It was like a sixteenth of an inch out, maybe an eighth of an inch. Wow. Weird. And I, I was like, why. I was like, I don't know, but I've known I sheared. Uh, I didn't shear. Uh, one of my threads got screwed up because. A tire shop I took it to used a 300 foot pound impact to put my lug nuts back on yeah. and didn't torque them properly. And it screwed up my, uh, my threads on the studs. Mm. So I know I've had to have two of those studs replaced, whether or not it was the one, one that I broke was one of the ones I had replaced. I don't know. Yeah. But one of my studs was not seated properly while I was looking back there and going through the whole process. So I snugged that one into and got that one seated properly. And the whole thing took me, 15 minutes. Yeah. It wasn't very long. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was, I was, I was excited and got all that done. And the wrap four is up to maintenance par. And, uh, I think it's, she's good for another 20,000 miles or so. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, but the sliders, we finished painting the sliders. Okay. And we brought Corey over on Monday. Nice to install the sliders, do the final install, button them up and he, and, and get them good to go and done. Oh, cool. And so he came over and it took us about know, four hours, four and a half hours, maybe to a figure out what we were doing <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and, and figure out, you know, cause I forgot to mark the slider, which was the driver, which was the passenger side. So we had to like hold each slider up on the driver's side to figure out which one fit better Sure. to figure that out. We figured out, okay, this is the one that goes on the driver's side. This one's going on the passenger side. Then we had to figure out a way to, uh, hold the slider up there until we can get it tacked up, mm-hmm. tack welded up. Uh, and then uh, once we figured out where it was, uh, I needed to clean the frame off. So I had to put the, the things up there, mark where they were, and then grind and clean the frame off and get all that prepped and hold it up there and make sure that works still good. And there was a couple of spots where I didn't quite clean it wide enough. And so put it back up and take it back down, put it up, take it down. Uh, and then finally we got it all up there and then we had to figure out a way to hold it there <laughs> while we tacked it up, mm-hmm. uh, which is those F style clamps are amazing for that, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? Be not only that, but you can double them, not just as a clamp to, cause they will hold, you can clamp those things down tight. Yes. And, uh, so we use those, but you can also use those as your ground for your oh, welding. Okay. That makes sense. So yeah. you just clamp the ground from your welder onto mm-hmm. the clamp, um, and it's grounding through its holding the object up. I wonder if you lose, I wonder how, I mean, I wonder if there's a loss there. I'm sure there's a little bit of a loss. I don't know how much it is. It seemed to work. It seemed to work. Okay. As long as I was fairly close, like I noticed I couldn't weld from as far away. Um, but it, it worked out just fine. Okay. Uh, but we got it all held up there. And once we figured out how to do one slider, it took us, you know, two and a half hours yeah. <laughs> to figure out how to get it up there and then get it fully welded on. The second one took an hour and a half right, to get everything welded up. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was, everything turned out really great. The welds came out, I think pretty damn well for never doing overhead welding. And we didn't lift the car up at all or anything. We just left it there on its tires. So I kind of shimmied under, yeah. <laughs> under the vehicle and welded from a very uh, difficult I think a uh, spot um, just way out of pos- like, it's just weird welding yeah, out of position. It right? is. And um, 
I, we got it all done. All the welds look great. We jumped on the sliders and jumped up and down on them and, and none of them moved at a different rate from the vehicle. Granted, it's only, you know, two to 250 pounds. That's, that's jumping on them rather than a 5,000 pound vehicle coming down on them. Right. But, mm-hmm. um, I'm encouraged with how they came out. Uh, one of the sliders. Uh, so the, the way that those sliders are made, the, the frame brackets have holes in them that you can use to bolt on the sliders to frame if you want to. Yeah instead of welding them on. So what I did was I welded all the way around the brackets full the way around and then welded in the bolt holes as well. Yeah. Rosette so, welds. Rosette welds. Thank mm-hmm. you. I didn't know there was a name for that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, did. It, I always remember it because when you get it around the full circle, it looks kind of like a rose. Ah, okay. That makes sense. That's how I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I did uh, some rosette welds on one side on the, the driver's side mm-hmm. uh, one. And then, uh, I finished welding all the way around all the brackets on the passenger side and did two of the 16 rosette welds and ran out of gas on the oh. second rosette weld. Oh, bummer. So I was like, well, it's going to hold. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Like the rosette welds are just kind of extra insurance to help spread the load a little bit sure. more. Yeah. And I was like, once I get more gas, we'll have you come over. I'm sure you're going to be over at some other point. We'll just right. really quickly. It'll take five minutes to zap those in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything turned out really well. I was, they turned out really clean. We got the clearances spot on. There's like a quarter, cool. quarter of an inch between the frame tubes and his, uh, his rocker panels. Okay. Uh, the, the pinch seam the there pinch, on the yeah, body panel. Well, and so there's about a quarter of an inch there. And uh, once you, when you open the door, there's about a half an inch to an inch uh, between nice. the top of the slider, the way we got it angled, and the, the bottom of the door. Okay. So the clearances came out perfect. They are right now from where his tires sit, the, the slider sticks out maybe an inch from the edge of his, from the width of his tires. Mm. And we planned it that way because he's planning on going wider, right? Okay. Yeah. And so once he goes wider, and I'm thinking it's going to be about an inch inside the width of his tires. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the clearances came out great. Uh, it's tucked up really well in nice. there, and I'm really excited and happy about how they turned out. Sweet. And um, I have, I mean, I, I said this on the Instagram post, and reading over, I was like, man, it makes it sound like I think I'm some kind of fabricator or something, which I don't in all at all. <laughs> but I think well, you are. To an extent, you fabric, you made these. Kind of. Don't I belittle mean, yourself. I, I assembled them. You, you might be a rookie <laughs> fabricator, but uh, you're still a fabric. You'd still fabricated it. I, I don't know because, I mean, rough stuff, they they put all the bends into them okay. and, and bent them with the brake press. Okay. And all well, I did you're was you're a welder. Of, I'm, a, I'm <laughs> welding, I guess. I wouldn't even put it in a welder, but I have such a huge respect for people that do fabrication now. Yeah. And like, I just got a small glimpse into fabrication and doing these. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just rock sliders, but like the amount of time and effort it takes and the, the, the variance that you have to get things perfect is so little. I have so much more respect for fabricators now. Oh, absolutely. It's crazy. Like for hustle nuts as buggy or B Reynolds. I can't imagine like what those guys, the amount of time and effort put into doing those and the amount of concentration Mm -hmm. that goes into making sure everything is lined up perfectly like that. And then like I look at some of the stuff that Slauson does. Yeah. And puts out on his page or anybody who's out there that does, you know, ultra four fabrications or anything. I'm just like, 
that it's just crazy right like now that I have a, a, a little tiny, tiny, tiny glimpse into the world of fabrication. I'm like, that's nuts. I wouldn't be able to do it for a living. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't yeah. have the attention span for it. So <laughs> you just have too much other things going on. I have too much. Well, I just don't have the, I, I literally don't have the attention span. Yeah. Like I would not be able to sit down and do fabrication for eight hours a day. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, so, but like sitting down and doing it, two hours at a time over a four week <laughs> spread. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, that's fun to me. I like doing that, but sure. I, I would not be able to sit there and do it and grind it out eight hours a day. Wow. Okay. So, um, yeah, they turned out great. I'm really excited about them. I feel very proud of them. Uh, and we're going to get to go test them this weekend. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I'm kind of questioning the weather, but we'll, uh, we'll see how we'll that see. goes. I think it'll be, I think it'll be fine. I don't know. We're going to be a pretty, we're going to get up to about 8,000 feet elevation. Yeah. So we'll see if we get some snow. If so, then we'll get the first snow run of this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we may end up pulling Corey through, <laughs> right. through it all. I'm going to need to get windshield wipers. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have any windshield wipers on Bobcat? They're old. Oh, I see. I okay. just need some better, newer, better ones. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Or just throw some rain X on there and both or both. <laughs> both. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, we're planning on going up to strawberry pass mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yes. So, uh, that'll be fun. I was originally planning on not doing anything this weekend just to get fully caught up on stuff. Right. Okay. And then my dad called me and he goes, Hey, me and some buddies, Matt Dressel house, who we've talked about on the podcast before. He's our Ford Ranger listener. The one and only yeah. one. He's coming up to run Slick Rock on okay. Friday. Mm. So my from Fresno. Yeah. Because that's where they do all their wheeling in Fresno. And this other guy kind of planned out the trip and was like, hey, let's go up and do Slick Rock. So Matt was like, okay, cool. Let's do it. And then my dad was like, okay, cool. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So my dad's coming up. He's staying overnight Thursday night at my place. And then he's going to meet them up at Slick Rock on Friday. Hmm. They're going to go run Slick Rock. And uh, then they're going to come back. And then my dad wants something to do Saturday other than just driving home. Sure. So I was like, Let's, well, here's an option. If I can get fully caught up with more flight Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, then I can go out and go do something Saturday with everybody. And right. Jimmy and Corey are supposed to be going and doing strawberry pass this weekend. Yep. So let's go and see if we can go do and join them if I can get caught up on everything. Right. He goes, that sounds like a great idea. And I was like, dang it. Now I really <laughs> got to bust my ass to get caught up on everything. Yep. So that's the plan. Uh, it's going to be fun. You'll get to, have you seen my dad's rig yet? No, never. Oh, uh, I have pictures, but yeah. So you're going to get to see my dad's Tacoma. Uh, uh, be cool. Uh, and check it out up mm-hmm. close and in person. Uh, I'll be riding with him. And then Corey, I think is going to have his son, right? I think so. And then you, um, you can have anybody. I'm planning on bringing the assistant and her daughter. Nice. Um, assistant, assistant. They might not go if it's uh, bad weather. Uh, that's the best though. Well, not for a six or seven year old. Are you kidding? Snowball fights? Well, if it's snowing, yeah. If it's raining. Oh, I know. Okay. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we'll it won't see. be, it'll be raining down here. So <laughs> it'll be uh it might be a hard sell, but we'll yeah. see. Okay. I'm probably going to go regardless, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll see if they end up going. Okay. Well, cool. We'll see how it goes. I'll have to check the weather. I don't know if it's going to get cold enough for snow, but we're going to be 8,000 feet, so maybe. Yeah. Anyways, that does it, man. I'm, I think that's it. Episode 133 in the books. Boom. 
Boom. We out. <laughs> we got charged a uh, uh, trademarking Royal, royalty, royalty fee for that, <laughs> by did. the way. Yeah. So I hope you guys are okay with that. We took it out of the Patreon <laughs> money. <laughs> now, uh, if people want to get in contact with us about anything, anything at all, including uh, how I've survived on eight inches my whole life, <laughs> how can people do that, Jimmy? Yeah, you can reach us at Jimmy or Tyler at snailtrail4x4x4.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on Instagram, snailtrail4x4, or over on YouTube, snailtrail4x4. You can find Tyler at 4x4toyotatyler on Instagram, or you can message him through the Morflate account over there as well. Cool. Awesome. And uh, how's snail armor coming? Just a quick, quick, quick update. Uh, good. I'm sold out of second gens, about sold out of third gens, and the Tundra one should be released within a month. Nice. So Tundra coming next. Did you yeah. figure out if the first and second gen fit each other? Uh, Forerunners? The Tundras? Tundras? No, they do not. Okay. Uh, second and thirds, though, I'm certain, but not positive if they fit. They they should fit each other. I'm assuming so. Yeah. So are you doing the first gen or second gen first? I'm doing the second gen okay. first. Cool. Second slash third. Awesome. And then if anybody's out there is waiting on their Morflate order, uh, I know that we've been kind of two weeks behind and right now we're actually approaching three weeks behind, but we finally, we ramped up production and we have enough inventory to get 100% caught up on orders by the end of this week. So that's what we're going to be doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If you have a Morflate order currently in the system, it will go out the door by Friday afternoon. That's good news. Now let's see how much sleep I lose for promising that. (laughs) So cool with that, uh, my friends and everybody out there, Jimmy, do you have any final words for everyone? No Jimber. No Jimbers coming up. I'm still not ready for it. And with that, my friends, keep crawling. Okay, I got one for you. I'm ready. Why do skeletons never go trick-or-treating? Because they don't have the guts? They have no body to go with. Oh. Okay. <laughs> the guts is, why don't skeletons ever cross the road? That's what it was. Yeah. I was like, I thought that was the guts. they don't have one. the guts. Gotcha.